0: Hello, and welcome to the meeting after the meeting. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMATMPod. Now, let's start the show.
1: Let's introduce the cast so you know who we are. Hey, family. LaFerrin here, coming from the great state of North Carolina. Hey, y'all. This is David from Florida. Hey, everybody. I'm Brian Johnson from Birmingham, Alabama. Hey,
2: everybody. Curtis Dugar at East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania.
1: Hey, friends. It's Kiana coming from Chicago. Hello, everyone. This is Bobby coming from Raleigh, North Carolina. And this is Antonio from Houston. Hello, family. This is LeFair and We're back in our... New thing that we're doing this season where all of our hosts get to, you know, focus on a topic of interest of them. And I am joined today by some wonderful, phenomenal um black queens in our field. And so today we're gonna talk about something besides the fact that we're all black women that we have in common is that we're mommies to humans, little humans that you know we're keeping alive and keeping safe and are also willing to go to prison and y'all have to get us out of county because somebody's trying to do something crazy to them. And so we are going to chat today um, about that experience and what that looks like with the roles that we hold and you know, the identities of being moms and, and, and being women and what that means for us. And so I am going to let our guests go ahead and introduce themselves and then you know how we do, we'll get this check-in going as well. So take it away, let's go with Deanna.
3: All right, so hello everyone. Um, I am Deanna C. Hughes, a proud mother of three. Still in love with my partner. Definitely got a big ups to that individual. He's special too, but we're here to talk about motherhood and being a parent. Um, I have the pleasure of serving as a residence coordinator at Florida State University. And in my downtime, I love watching me some basketball, so ecstatic to see what's going to happen with the NBA Finals, but my heart is near and dear to the WNBA. Up next.
0: Yeah, I'll jump in next. Hey, everybody. I'm Stephanie Carter. Um, I'm the Director of Residence Life at Wake Forest University. Um, I'm excited. I just... Obviously recognize that we all have uh, Florida State in common on this little panel of folks. I know, look at that, go Noles. Um, that's that's <laughs> that I work at Wake Forest, so go so Deeks, so all that stuff too. Um, I am. I navigate this world as a single mom. Um, my son actually just turned 11 on Tuesday, um, so one. I'm a mean, mom to a very rambun- rambunctious uh, 11-year-old little boy named Christian, so I'm excited to be here. Well, hello,
2: everybody. I am Denaja Pendergrass Thomas. My name is way too long to put in my, my Zoom title. Um, I am married to a partner who is a very involved dad. He is currently taking the night shifts because I'm a new mama who requires sleep. So I will give him props for that. Um, I am a mom to a five-month-old who I managed to go my entire pregnancy in COVID without telling anyone besides my supervisor, which was lovely. Um, but just trying to to figure this thing out being at home looking for a daycare and getting ready to go back to campus in the fall is a lot um, but i am at wake forest university with stephanie i'm the associate director of residence life here uh, but i did do my master's at florida state so go notes i love this work connection it's a beautiful thing you didn't have to have people trying to
1: touch you all randomly and you know man the, the violence i was
3: like that's it. a whole episode
0: listen it was it was very interesting navigating the honestly the reactions right you know when we're in these little boxes and she was pregnant and folks in the office didn't know and it was just like wait a second you didn't tell anybody
2: you know it's, it's an interesting dynamic it is and I, I appreciate that my boss respected that privacy it was like do you It's was like this is a dream <laughs>
1: It's a beautiful thing. I waited. i very. I waited further along in my pregnancy. There was only a few folks who actually knew, um, and who I trusted with mm-hmm. it. Um, and I was like, and some folks got upset. Well, why didn't you tell me? I don't like you like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also a very personal experience, and you don't yeah, to know someone's journey through pregnancy. And so there may be reasons why that person has decided not to share that with you. You don't know you know, maybe they've had, you know, complications with, you know, conception and, and, you know, birth and and all those things. And it's like, you need to be sensitive to somebody's privacy in terms of what they choose to share with you about bringing life into the world.
0: You do. And I think you also need to remember, um, it is not about you, right? I mean, it is not about the feelings that you have towards someone sharing or not sharing their journey. Like, take yourself out of it, right? I mean, the, the emotions are people who have reactions. It's like, I don't understand. Like, just be excited for your colleague or you know this person that they are pregnant and having this baby and decided at any point to share
2: it with you it's okay like your world will keep going it will because summer 2020 was hot and i found out i was having a little boy and i was like you know you love them while they're tiny and cute i'm over here looking about this would be a whole human and what happens in 16 17 18 and you don't look at him the same way. And you want to care about him when I walk down the hall or would ask about him, I'm good. Yes, I, I remember having that, I had that
1: conversation with my mom. Um, <laughs> she, she, she almost told me I was overreacting a little bit. And I was like, right now he's cute. He's, he's so cute. He's so much personality and blah, blah, blah. And I said, the question that always comes into my mind is, when does he stop being a little boy and he becomes a black man who is dangerous? And the problem is, is that that comes a lot quicker than it ever should. Like he doesn't get to be a little boy and that innocence, as long as we want them to, or as long as other people get an opportunity to because he's a little black boy.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And like frightening.
3: That's real. I share that same sentiment and every day I'm like, man, when will it wear off? Um, Even being guarded with folks to say like, hey, like COVID is still a thing. So I'm going to need you to kind of respect space. I get that he's cute, but he's not something that you pet. (laughs) He's not something that or someone you just come up to without that consent. Um, And even trying to get folks to understand that's a real conversation that needs to be had from folks who just live in this wonderful bubble of they're so cute they're so wonderful and then on the flip side like you all said well that's we just don't know or I'm sorry I was raised that way or I'm trying to not feel that way and we're like wonderful so we can start here by having a conversation love that he's cute but he's so many other things so let's work on other attributes and things that we can name individuals as opposed to looking at tv and media and allowing it to shape what you see because this is the same individual you know just growing up into a bigger better version if you get to know them right um but i never knew that feeling until i had my son and i'm like wow Mm y'all love him and that too wonderful right now right but will that love remain when we're transitioning out of different Mm -hmm. bubbles and atmospheres and different communities yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i've told many people my son's existence exponentially has increased my likelihood to end up on CNN or anything. <laughs> I was, you know, it,
0: already, it, already got the alibi together. What are we talking about?
1: <laughs> somebody got bail money. Like it's <laughs> not an issue. Somebody has, I was like, you know, I keep, so you know, we keep a lawyer on retainer. You always have somebody who's going to come, who's going to come get me out. Like where you, I'm in County. This this is where you can find me. I'm going to send a text message. Hey, y'all, I might not be in early on Monday, but I'll be there.
2: Oh,
1: it's, it's bananas. It is. It is. And I it know is, that we jumped amazing. right in, but this is great, huh?
0: It is, it is amazing to love an individual that much that you are just willing. Good no have question. It. And I'm just like, that's my heart. And as much as he gets on my nerves some days, I'm just like, let's go. Like, it's a different story mm mm-hmm. i don't i don't want the lord to ever have to bring me to that place but i but i'm ready you know like I, that's just it
3: yeah that's real i yeah. think that's what i've appreciated the most about motherhood like i i don't sugarcoat especially if you're trying to compromise or if you're stepping on toes inadvertently this is a perfect time for you to understand the harm you've done because it's not even just it's about my children right and even helping folks to understand they are humans who have ears and thoughts and feelings. So even the choice of what you decide to share or whatever face you decide to make based on what they're wearing, because I have a seven-year-old daughter and a four-year-old daughter. Um, and I noticed the difference. Um, it's almost like we just have different rules, right? For, for girls and boys. <laughs> but even trying to navigate that conversation with not only colleagues, but family members. And they're like, we don't know this, Deanna. Like Deanna's saying a lot. And I'm like, I, I need to say a lot because I don't if I don't, just imagine how they think and how they develop. I don't need no insecurity. I don't need them questioning anything. I don't need them feeling like there's no one to protect them. So yes, you go left, I'm going to help you get back right. And I'm like, oh goodness. (laughs) And I'm so so quiet. And I'm like, that's because it's beyond me. And to what Stephanie said, this is my art. This is my legacy. So we're going to need you to help. Either you're going to build and add to them or you won't be a part of the equation, especially if you can't learn. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah. many of conversations are saying, let's pause right there. And let me pull you to the side so you can understand. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they got to get used to that. So shout out to motherhood for allowing me not to hold my peace. Because I was that person that would hold it, y'all. And journal about it and pray about it and work it out. Now <laughs> I'm speaking about it in real time. And I'm like, just don't come for me. I'm glad that we learning and we're going to do better, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah I'm just, you're different. I am. <laughs> I am,
1: and that's the thing too, right? Like I felt, even though you know, pregnancy was kind of interesting because I was like, I don't, I don't know what's happening inside there. I just know that something is happening, right? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the level of anxiety about it until he was on this side of the world oh, yeah. because you know, while you're close, you're protected. I'm the person that's protecting you, and now you are about to be in this world with things that I cannot control, um and that is the part I think that. Like continuously every day that you think about, you're like, I know he's I know he's at a he's at school we call it daycare school, and I know they got him and I can see pictures and videos, but I'm like, what is yeah. it? We, yeah. What's going on? Because you know you pretend, You know it's just
2: That's it's a thing
1: outside your body. Yeah.
2: Okay. I, and I think for me it was both. So we know the demands of our field, and I have known plenty of women who didn't make it full term. And we never know if it's from stress or if it's from other things. Um, and again, I happen to go here with my boss, so I can praise her, like having conversations about work-life balance, stress. And I never forget, I went to a doctor's appointment and she's like, so you're going to need to manage stress. And it was like in ways that I have been a perfectionist and a workaholic. I was like, oh no, we got to make it. So mm-hmm. we going to stop working at five. Mm-hmm. We not going to work on weekends. I'm not going to get riled up in this meeting. If you want to act foolish, act foolish. I have to keep my blood pressure low because there is something more important that I have to take care of. And in ways that I never really felt equipped or could really push that for myself, Caring Aiden did that. I was like, oh, oh no, we won't. Mm -mm." Nope, that's a no, that's a no-go. And to your point about daycare, grandmothers are bomb. We have had my mother and my mother-in-law since he was born and there was until September it will equal like eight months and I'm like y'all the OGs yeah. I like, don't know how I'm going to send him to daycare and not like stare at the webcam all day <laughs> you've been here in the house away from germs away from me not being sure that your teacher is not having a bad day and short tempered like it's been in an environment that I can manage and now it's like ooh, mm, you got to go okay shout out
1: to the village and that and it helps that that navigates us into this conversation of like how are how have we navigated that what does that support system look like you know we're all working moms in various roles and positions that have various you know responsibilities and tugs on us Um, at the same time we have other people who are more important than Mm -hmm. this right and so Mm -hmm. what has been that for you all
0: it, you know, for me, it has been super helpful. Obviously, I'm I'm not married. You know, I have a boyfriend partner in my life who has been really good with Christian Um, as, you know, Christian's father lives in a different state. So it is, I mean, mm-hmm. summertime he gets to see him a little more often than he normally does. But I appreciate, you know, having a male figure, right, who can take him to get his haircut and do all that stuff, which, you know, obviously at times I've had to do myself plenty of times. I've been that, that single mom sitting in a barbershop doing what she got to do um, because that's just, how you have to navigate life, but you know I appreciate having a male figure that that Christian can talk to and kind of, especially as he's getting older, right? I mean, I know this this female life. This is what I know, you know. But I also, I mean, obviously the same with my parents, right? And Christian's grandfather, who has done a whole lot of stuff, and um, you know, my mom. I mean, they have been a part of my village, and some of the women that I work out with, who also have kids around the same age, like you know, Christian has a friend group because of that, which I appreciate. So when I'm having one of those crazy days or when I just need to go hang out with her, Christian's just playing with her kids in the back. And I'm just like, this is it. Like, I just, I can have my space. He can have his time. But if I did not have that village, I probably would be crazy because parenthood, like motherhood, I, like it'll listen. As we said, it'll take you places that you don't, you don't even understand, right? I've never had to tap into before. And it's just like this operating in this space all the time if i don't have any other outlets or any other people to say i got him or you know and especially with this field right i mean the struggle for me has always been you know wanting to be active professionally like in see and everything else and when conferences come up and want to be there well you know he's got school or he's got this and i have to be able to leave christian with people that i trust to so his life can keep going so i can do things too and that has always been the biggest piece for me the, you know, being being a single mom, being a professional and those worlds, you know, when those worlds collide, like COVID made happen. Whew, I tell you what, it's, it's a different story, but but having those people outside to kind of help me feel like myself, but also, you know, you know, Christian had his time with other people too, has been super helpful. Yes,
3: mm-hmm. um, I 100% agree in the village, the community being everything. Um, I love our profession, y'all. But I tell you this, if it was not for the village, I would not be able to do the profession justice. I don't think that I would still be serving in a profession. Mm-hmm. Um, so to that point, something that I've had to get comfortable in doing is just normalizing the reality that I'm a mom too. Um, so having to create an action plan, right, that includes my family time being integrated in the reality that I'm a live on professional um, for my supervisor. And the fact that she was receptive was everything to me um and even throughout times when you could tell like when we're about business we're not really checking in as we should on the humans who make this business work right um so being comfortable inserting what's the vibe you know um or this is what's going on at my kid's school so y'all have me from this time to this time But at this time I have to transition, right? Or even just normalizing. So they have these things called uh, dentist and doctor's appointments quite frequently around this age of zero to seven years. So like, again, my availability is here, um, but it's not here. But please believe when I'm here, you have as much as me as I can give. When I'm not, please don't call, don't text, don't knock on the door because I won't be available because I need to be all in. Um, But having colleagues, like whether or not they have children, just been willing to check in, like, how are you doing? You know, how's the family? How's your partner? Um, Also allows me to feel seen and more comfortable and not feeling like I have to compartmentalize, which Deanna shows up to work. Um, So it's been a lot of freedom and just taking that nervous step. For to say here's my reality I can't apologize for it because it has allowed me to be a better professional in the field and it's also helped the students who look up to us and rely on us to understand that your mom does a lot right or your dad does a lot like parents aren't just here to wait on you hand and foot but they have these other things that they juggle um so it's been refreshing to even see like students and staff members ask questions and even ask about the little ones if they see them at events um, when they can show up so they can understand yeah this is mom Deanna and work Deanna we're gonna blend it to make the most of it because I don't want to look up and they're growing and changing and I'm missing it because I'm at all the late night events i um, you know trying to be committed to the conference obligations and responsibilities but um, I can't thank the village enough um, and having a partner has done a lot and I recognize like that privilege and knowing that if I do drop the ball, we might both let it drop, but I have somebody there to be like, I help clean it up. You go do what you got to do, right? Or, okay, you don't cook, then you don't clean, then you know, went to work, and you came back, and you worked out, and you read the book, and you took the baths, and you did the hair. Just take these days to do nothing. It's good to know that I don't have to question or second guess, are they in good hands? Um, so, like that village and support system is tremendous, especially in the field that has its ebbs and flows. Um, And you just want to commit because you love it. It's like, I love who I am. I love what I do is very integral into who I am and what I do. But I also love being a partner. I also love being a parent. Um, So I don't ever want to feel like I have to choose between the two. So normalizing those conversations has given me a amazing sense of freedom. Um, to just own it and if I do step on the toe to be like okay I see that but I'm gonna always choose my family so I I can't ask for permission I'm just gonna have to ask for forgiveness in
2: those regards oh no definitely um
1: my my village because I moved and I don't ever suggest this to anyone I moved states two and a half months after my son was born and I was like hmm what mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know I don't know what was in the hospital thing they gave me in my arms I don't know what it was, but my mom was with me for almost seven weeks after my son was born, which was amazing. So yes, shout out to grandparents. What Denasia said because I don't even know how I don't I have no clue I don't the the first year of his life in some regards is a blur because I was like I don't I'm not quite sure how this occurred. But I moved and started a new job, like all of the things before he hit three months. And I was like, hmm, this is an interesting life choice. And then my mother moved here. She moved to North Carolina the end of July of his first year. So right before he was like really six months old, which was, I, I she came at the, my tipping point, right? Like I was at the point where it was like, I, he was starting to sleep through the night which was fantastic but I was exhausted I was tired trying to be present at work and you know and it was very important up front that they knew I had a child like because sometimes I feel like our field is situated for those who are single and without children and all the things right like and I think sometimes we take it for granted for them too like oh that means they can do things that ridiculous hours of the night and this that and the third because you don't have anybody to go home to or to take care of and I feel like that is I think something as a supervisor that I have a lot of things have adjusted in my mind due to having to super due to supervising folks who have children and also now having a child and I'm like that's where my boundaries came is when he came into the world I was like I can't do that or if I am I'm only going to be here for this amount of time. And there's going to be a small child with me. Like, that's just kind of where we are. And I can't stay here all night. Like, you know what I mean? And so, because I want to be supportive and, and do all the things, but it's just, if not for the village who was like, we got you, you we got this, we understand. Um, and like I said, my mother, I wouldn't have made it through this last, these last two years. I finished a doctorate in all the things and I would still be writing. About to pull my hair out if not for someone else to take my child and do some things with him while I'm trying to type because he wants to type on the computer too he wants to add to the dissertation that was very exciting and I was like mommy's typing he he saw the things moving on the screen he wanted to keep doing it. I was like oh my.
2: my mom's like I'm coming to get him it's okay don't worry about it yeah. <laughs> but you know, the village helps tangibly with doing the job but it's also like the self-esteem and the efficacy piece yeah I mean you want to talk about feeling crazy the the months and probably years to come after having a baby can throw you off like your confidence your decision making things feel foggy um and for the record coming back to work at 8 10 12 weeks bruh not cool and like getting off zoom or getting off calls and like literally having my mom downstairs like handle that really well I was like did I because I don't feel like I made any sense I don't don't. (laughs) um you know and so there were moments that although they were they're here for him with working at home when there've been difficult conversations or things that you feel off balance. I've gotten off Zoom and there's been a person who's like, not bad, not bad. And there's, it's like, okay, fill me back up, Black like, woman. Well, I you're good, you get your confidence back. And so that has, that has mattered significantly. But look, Karen, you made a point about what we expect from single people. Um, Stephanie knows my background is like divinity religion. The church has the same bad habit, like single people are just available all time for everything. Higher ed does the same. And I'm like, that actually is still warped about the field. One should not have to get married or have kids to continue to be able to develop reasons why they can say my time is valuable. Um, I had a colleague say, if you're going to stay in this field, you need to know it will continue to take from you anything they're willing to give. And that still won't be enough. That's a crazy thing to say. And that puts the onus on you, the individual, to like, this is where my limit is instead of a field that really kind of defines boundaries and limits, and it's like, if I don't have someone to go home to or a kid to take care of, your brain rationalizes, well, I could keep working. I could work while I watch TV, I could. And it was not until other people physically existed in my life that I felt like I had a reason to say no. And so to your point, it's like, how do you, how do you start to create that for your staff, knowing that whether or not you got a partner or a kid you just need to shut down cause it's 11 o'clock. Like why, why are we, you know? Nobody gets paid enough for that. Not, not nothing enough for that. Not nothing enough.
1: But I think that's the thing, right? Like I think what this, this experience in being a mom has allowed me to just rethink things. Um, and rethink how we have been brought up in this field um, so that that doesn't become the norm for this group that is coming up under us right you know and this also this idea too like you don't have to put off life for a career right like some folks are like I'm not gonna have a kid yet I'm not gonna do this yet because I'm trying to climb some proverbial ladder and whatever that may be um but I think it it helps to redefine this which is in a place where we have to, at this point, COVID, if COVID has taught us nothing else, mm-hmm. you need to stop writing in pen and write in pencil and, and keep it moving. Like, cause this is not, it's not imperative.
0: Be ready to pivot. Right. <laughs> pivot
1: the word
0: job. of the year. Yes. yes. The word of the year.
3: No, that's a word though. Um, I honestly have just decided, I love what we're saying because our field has traditionally been all in, right? Blood, sweat, tears, like an athlete, a professional athlete. And, you know, I just had this interesting awakening. It's up to us to show that quality over quantity is real because we can keep going pedal to the metal, but burnout, right? And then who's gonna be there? Who, who's gonna help if everyone has the same mentality that we just fast and furious? You know, we, we all live to the day we D.I.E. And it's like, I, I love the pride and the passion, but the boundaries are what allow you to be your whole and happy self. Um, so LaFerrin, you mentioned the redefining. And like right now, just like, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to wait till somebody says, uh-uh, or no, and this is why. And so far, like, I've, I've been afraid many a times, but I have yet to get that hard no and uh-uh. If anything, they're like, wow, we do need to talk about self-care outside of motherhood, to Denaja's point, like it doesn't mean that I allow my colleagues who may not have other obligations or may not have opened up about what's going on in their lives to have to step in and do it all. If anything, I communicate, here's what I have to take this time, but here's what I'm going to give, right? Um, just that open communication of, I got you during this time frame, but this is my reality in this season, so I can't apologize for it again, but please believe when I'm on, I'm on, and that quality is going to be where it needs to be because I'm able to take care of other things, and shower cries, they've been getting me through, them long soaks in the tub, you know, reflecting because you you wear the face so well, just said it, like the compliments that are needed at the right time, I just remember personally struggled. I didn't know what postpartum was, but I experienced it. And it was an after fact for me to see that what was going on. But nobody knew what nobody knew, you know, as a first in my institution, you know, I was the first to ever have a child. So folks was like, I don't know, like you seem great. You're doing so wonderful. And I'm like, it wasn't enough time away from home. Like I, I still need to connect and attach or I can't detach. Um, But even those conversations starting to find spaces and community where we can normalize that in the black community, like we got to talk about this. We need to understand what are the tools and strategies because it continues to happen. And, you know, most times it's like pray about it, drink some water, get some sleep, you know, and it's going to be all right. But what other things are in place? What other resources can we take advantage of as essential personnel that's expected to get up and be on point? Um, but I digress there because I'm just loving like let's just redefine it one step at a time
1: and we and on and on this show we fully support therapy yes
2: um
1: we tell everybody you need a therapist yes. and yes. probably yes. asked if your therapist has a therapist yes. <laughs> if you are hearing all of my stuff and I could and I can imagine what you hear from somebody else. I need you to talk to somebody else who can help you process through everything that you've heard today. And I hope they have someone help them process like all of the things, but we truly believe if you need therapy in Jesus, if that is, if that is your, if that is your faith structure, then that's what you need. Whatever that and that and therapy, it, it is, it is not a bad thing. It is not a bad word. And I think when we keep talking about normalizing things, particularly for our community we have to because you know we are good when what's happening in the house they in the house no what happens in this house is gonna sit on this couch with this this lady right here while I tell her (laughs) so that I don't end up in
2: jail for real right (laughs) oh yeah absolutely this field is what drove me to therapy
0: As Mm -hmm.
2: as a living professional came off training 80 hours a week went on duty woke up one morning, had a shower cry could not get myself out of the shower and my boss was like, you need to take a week and you need to find a therapist. Life is hard. It is hard. And I can—I have control issues, control issues. My therapist was like, so this baby is coming. What is your plan to allow people to help you? And I was like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> and she's like, how are you actually going to let people help you? Because you know you have a hard time asking for and receiving help. We, we mentally know you're going to need it. So what are you doing so that you cannot feel weak or less than or insecure if you let someone help you? And I'm with John Brown. It mattered. I can get up I can do it And I was like, let lay out I was like okay. <laughs> and you're no less of a mother if somebody gave the baby a bottle like yeah. we can't do it all I know we I think the aim is positive affirmation and talking about what black women can do and praising our strength. And it's okay to acknowledge that we are strong in some ways because we've had to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would actually like a break. Mm-hmm. I follow the NAP ministry on social media and I was like, rest is, is a discipline and a practice that's important. Rest is a form of resistance. I said, amen. And
1: I, you know, I've always believed in NAP ministry. They ministered to me a lot in my life. Yes. They But I think to your point about that though, right? Like, so I think because of how we have operated in our work life, we put those same pressures and expectations on ourselves. I think in the beginning for me and being a mother, like I have to, because I make it work at work, no matter the circumstances, even circumstances that I shouldn't have to make it work in. Like, how how did we get here? And why do I have to fix it? Because that's what we do. Yeah. So going into motherhood, you're like, I got this, you're like, because I'm feeling a whole lot of feels, and I'm not sure where these feels are coming from, and I can't explain it, and I, I can't control it, good God, like, yeah, I think that's where I, I what I realized, that I was putting the same expectations on that experience that I had in my work life, and that those yeah. things could not exist
0: it's hard. I mean, when I first had Christian, I mean, I was I was that mom who when he hit six weeks, the earliest he could be in daycare, he was there. And I went back to work because I felt like I needed to. I mean, you know, I, I joke all the time, you know, the staff are just talking about the fact that I'm old school res life because I've been doing this work for a while. Like, but that had that was what was ingrained in me. Was, you know, there there really was no such thing as a weekend, right? If the if the email or phone call or whatever, you were on it. You were you were responding, um, you know, and I, ha- I still have adjustment issues. You know, we have conversations with staff now, and they're like, "I don't answer email at the five o'clock." I was like, "I don't, I don't under- like, I don't understand how that works." Like, there's still emails coming, like, and I'm, you know, it's almost trained like the the bell, right? The dog is like, "What do you want me to do?" You know, it's like I need to respond to this because I don't want people to wait because if they're waiting on me to do it, you know. So it was, it is a lot of like deprogramming <laughs> to do all this stuff, you know, and I I recognize probably the The most unhealthiest I was, was in Christian's early years, probably up until he was like, you know, three, four years old. I mean, when he would go to daycare, like I would let him stay there until until almost seven o'clock when they closed. And I would be in the office working because I felt like I needed to do that. I needed to contribute. I needed to hold, I needed to not let me being a mom show that I could not be a competent professional. I feel that. And it was, I, I don't think anyone ever told me (laughs) this is it but I felt it you know as a black woman that I needed to hold my own right in the positions that I was in and if there was ever a cheek in the armor it was going to be my downfall and it has has been a struggle and I I I still have struggles with it to this day of as I said like when when motherhood and me being a professional collide you know when they're all traveling on their roads like they're supposed to when I can drop them off at school and I can go in the office and do all that COVID came and put all of those things together. We were homeschooled, I was working from home and I was like, I don't understand. And I felt like I was a crappy mom and a crappy professional and just a crappy human being all the time, you know? And it showed up in everything. And I'm just like, I'm literally just trying to survive and trying to get my kid at the time of the fifth grade for the most part. And I'm just like, I feel like I have not done anything right. You know, and it is it is literally the struggle of trying to put all those pieces together and still feel like a human being in the midst of it. And it's just like, this is crazy. And you know, hundred percent I, I have therapists and you know, I talk through all of these things and just life and, and just life in general. And I'm just like, gosh, it's a lot. That's all I can say.
3: Yeah. It is. It's a lot. It's a lot. Man, I am now the queen of the drafting of the emails and I still be sending stuff sometimes y'all I tell myself I'm gonna wait till 8 a.m but you're right and even the generation we're not serving like they need it now and they will call you they will email you and depending on the situation you might just get a call from the director saying hey we got a call from the parent of the student who who called you on the weekend and emailed you and I'm like I understand that but I'm not on duty like I I gave up this duty phone so I could be present and in the moment Um, but sometimes I laugh to keep from crying y'all I have like my son emulates me so I realize when I'm at home the laptop is in my lap too much because when I set it down and I go to the restroom or I try to call myself taking a break to, to sweep or do something else he don't put the laptop in his lap and he is you know, and if I try to get it, he like, no, I'm busy right now. And I'm like, that's me. I'm literally looking at me and I don't know if I should laugh about it or really shake my hand and say, I probably should be more in the moment. Um, but those tablets, Stephanie, you talked about COVID. It's like, I was guilty about seeing them all on the screen, but I could focus mm-hmm. because they had a screen, right? And they had something to do. The video games, like all of the stuff we had on timers once upon a time, that went out the window because I was right. like, we got to get stuff done. And with us navigating the crisis in real time, you're on call. Um, but I'm still trying to be consistent with when I'm holding the duty phone, that's when you can reach out to me around the clock. When I'm not, 9.30 is my cutoff time. 9.31, I, I tell myself that. And I, again, I'm guilty. I, I go to drafting and I'm just going to send, send, send when I get up in the morning. Um, and sometimes it's like, let me just send now, right? Um, because they do need it and the expectation of being on it and just what we do is the gift that keeps on giving even when you think you on it you take a breather and it's like 50 emails in the inbox like we we got down to four I was only gone for 45 minutes <laughs> what's happening yeah
1: look I mm-mm. and so I, I i you know over time we've gotten to the place I the reason I don't send emails after five and if I do my staff know that it's important because it gives them anxiety because I know what that felt like and so I know that if I if I if I happen to still be in my office I'll set a timer to send it for to send at 8 a.m versus me sending it at that time because I understand and if it's important in that moment I'll call and they'll know that it's there is, there is a reason but to I, I think Stephanie something you said it's like it's that other expectation or these the other unseen pressures of being Black women in field and trying to, and wanting to have the grace that our peers have mm-hmm. to be able to live and be. And I and we don't have it. And I don't care what anybody says. It's any no. fair, and we know that, but we don't. there's There's grace that doesn't exist for us in the bodies and identities that we hold and we have to, and we're fighting for it. And I think for me, it's like, I'm not going to apologize for it. If I need to take time, I'm going to take time. If my son is my priority, my son is my priority. If I tell you I, I can get back to you at this time instead of today, then that's what it's going to be. And that, that's what we're going to have to do with. And I apologize for it. Because other people, i seen dinosaurs flying across screens. I saw lots of things. And everybody was like, hmm. Right.
2: So, it's cute. Oh, and so I was creative. doing my
1: very best to keep my kid away from the camera and i was like for mm. so what he's he- right why these people are
2: living mm-hmm. life
1: how about <laughs> I, I, so i i completely I, all of the things i don't i don't want to be somebody superman i'm tired and on, on a on my my worst day is still some people's my best day so that's the other part and me i could limp it In our field, let's be real, and that's just not where I operate. So I also get frustrated at that too, mad at myself for expecting more. But I'm like, this person can't give you more because they're mediocre. Like, what do you? What average is what they have? Yep. See, it average is what they have. I have truly enjoyed this conversation with you ladies. I have. As we as we close out, what would be your advice to? mothers who are currently in the field, soon to be mommies, um, people who are thinking about, you know, you know, being parents, um, what would be your 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 nugget for them?
0: You know, I would say you have to show yourself some grace, okay. you know, parenting, being a mother, all that stuff, you will, you will never get it right. I mean, I think every single day I question if I'm ruining this kid or not, you know, to be honest, I think like, I think these decisions or these, you know, these conversations we have, like, what is this implanting in him? Um, I was at a, um, a retreat with our office, with our division and a very beautiful black woman who works in our division was talking about the traumas that are passed on to us like as we are children. And I had a moment and I was thinking back to like the things that my parents had instilled to me, which, which are great, right? You got to work harder than other folks. You got to do X, Y, and Z because of, of being a woman of being a black person, they all these things and absolutely, I took it and I was like, I got to do it. But but that's also like some trauma to some extent of the things that you need to do and the levels that you have to set yourself up for. And I was like, I never thought about it in that way. So I think about all these conversations that I have with, with my son and the things that I'm implanting in him in years from now, you know, the seeds and the, the uh, you know, what that will produce. And, you know, sometimes I'm just like, gosh you're not going to get it perfect all the time or maybe never. You know, the most I could do is have my son feel loved and feel supported and feel as though there's always someone in his corner and on his back and on the sidelines cheering for
2: him. Yes.
0: And, you know, it's his biggest advocate when it comes to everything from the classroom to the flag football field to everything else, right? So you got to cut yourself some grace, some slack and give yourself some grace in the midst of this because... You know this this life is crazy enough, right? I mean, and you could you could literally run yourself ragged just trying to think of all the things that you cannot control, and there's about eight million of them every day. So, just do the best you can. I mean, go love your kid, go hug your hug your kid. You cannot show too much love. You know, I also remember that from the daycare. They're like, well, you hug him too much or you hold, you hold him too much?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't ever want my child. Well, he's to mine. Exactly. Yes. I don't. I don't ever want him to second guess. That's my mom." This doesn't right. anything else, right? So just take care of yourself. I mean, all this stuff can get done. It does not all have to get done today, but just yeah, show some grace.
2: i gave the executive summary. You right. know, to that. <laughs> <And I was laughs> like that was my bullet point, but it's all good. That's why I work for you. It's a wonderful thing. Um, it was say, the same thing. was to protect your peace, mm-hmm. protect your health, mm-hmm. and don't apologize for loving your kid. Like. Work is just a job. You will have many of them in this lifetime. I get one go at motherhood. So I'm going to love this baby all the time in any way I want to. And he has his whole life for the world to come at him. I get to affirm him, support him, encourage him, and love him. And I'm not going to stop. And a job is a job. I'll give him my best. When I know I've done my best, I'm good. For real. Yeah.
3: I am all for girl, take that cape off campaign. Um, So in alignment with you all about taking care of self and getting the rest and writing down those non-negotiables without apology and looking at them as often as necessary. So if these are the things that you can't bend over backwards for, you cannot make exceptions for when it comes to prioritizing yourself, your partners and or your children, don't yield, don't bend. Um, Look at it as often. If you need to put it in a reminder on your phone, like the same we do when we're looking for a job or we're looking for a partner or we're looking for a new opportunity. Don't make any exceptions in those areas. Um, but that would be my advice to folks and be proud about it. You know, don't be timid about it, but take pride in this is what I favor. This is who I prioritize. This is where my values align in this order. And know that when I show up for y'all, no worries, it's going to be great. It's, it's who I am and just bask in that and then being okay with not being okay because that's the reality um uh, which is why now i'm on just girl just take the cape off i tell myself that often just go sit down somewhere um get some rest or recharge and know that it's going to get done and if it doesn't the work gonna be there when you return
1: that's awesome i think the only thing that i would add in this is that um the world doesn't deserve black women you know they don't deserve us um we're awesome, magnificent creatures who will always rise. Um, And I think for us, it's okay to rest. Um, That's what I would tell someone, it's okay for you to rest and to understand that you have been entrusted with this little piece of greatness um, that you have been responsible for. When we are talking about our children, Um, you are the protector of their light. Um, And so in protecting their light, much to what Denaja said, you have to protect your peace and your light um, so that you can be the best for them and for you. Um, Don't give the world your best and give your family the rest. Like that's off and that's not, that's not how this is supposed to work. And so motherhood is, is a journey. um, And I I fully embrace it. Um, And of course these beautiful humans do as well and um I'd say if this is the journey that you choose we support you we send you love (laughs) we send you love because we understand Well, one, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, ladies for joining me today. I truly appreciate it. Um, And for those of you who are listening in, we truly enjoy you spending time, taking your time to listen in on our conversation and hearing our hearts just a little bit um check out the rest of the season we have some more wonderful guests who will be joining us and of course catch up on all of the, our episodes you know how to find us on all your favorite streaming platforms we are there the meeting after the meeting it's been great y'all until next time